Hello and welcome to the Strategic Bookkeeper Podcast. In today's episode, and as I record this, I haven't decided on the title. <laughs> so um, what I love to do is create my podcast around the things that I want to help you with in order to help you to move the needle in your practice, right? Ultimately, this is about being profitable, about delighting your clients, about retaining clients and more. And today, I want to talk to you and educate you around the four types of team members that you will ever come across, uh, professionalism, promises kept, and we might touch on zero tolerance management. And I'm going to link today's episode to a prospective client I spoke to yesterday. So I love, love, love bringing you stories from exactly what I'm experiencing in my practice, okay, in order to help you in your practice, yeah, because we are all bookkeepers going through similar things and the stories I share with you of uh, my success but also where other bookkeepers are getting it wrong and falling over will help you to forensically look at, you know, the areas of your bookkeeping practice that can be improved based on the story that I share. So how about we get stuck into it? I'm Jeannie Savage, the Strategic Bookkeeper. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, trainer, and coach. After 13 years in practice and after scaling into a lifestyle business where I could choose my own adventure, I'm sharing my secrets to success. My secret sauce recipe on how to build a thriving practice delight your clients and ultimately live your dream on your terms. This podcast is a companion to my book. In each weekly episode, I'll share strategies for scaling and success. This is your time to shine, to step up, to become a strategic bookkeeper and enjoy all the benefits it brings to you and your clients. Okay, my friends, let's go. So, I was speaking to a prospective client yesterday and I'm going to put it into perspective a little bit. So in my practice right now, we are absolutely on wait list. No way <laughs> would I be bringing uh, more clients on board right now. And our wait list is usually about a month. So why would I be speaking to a prospective client? So I've said this before and I'll say it again. In our business, we're never standing still, okay? And we are either growing or we are receding. Just like in nature, nature is either growing or it's dying. Think of flowers and trees and even humans, okay? So podcast interruption. Uh, just to let you know, if you did not join the program when the doors open on August 1, uh, and they opened for 14 days before uh, my team and I rocked up live, <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that you can't join in. The program is evergreen. Okay, so we have a way to bring you into the program uh, seamlessly, beautifully, so that you can absolutely start working with me to build your thriving practice, delight your clients and live your dream on your terms. If you are keen to know how that works, just drop us an email or ask in the private Facebook group. I'm always really grateful for that because then I can help the many as well as the one 
or simply use the link that will drop in the show notes or go to the website, pretty easy, and jump into the program because two things. Number one, it comes with a money-back guarantee, yeah, uh, or let's say three things. Number two, I do not get you to spend extra time working with me. This is about on the job, yes, I've done other podcasts on that. And number three, that money back guarantee, it kicks in after a year, but my expectation is to help you get the ROI really early, yeah, so that that pays for the program. But yes, we're going to spend a year together. So back to the podcast. I know that in business, we need to be doing our business growth activities and a lot of hours in my practice tend to be on autopilot, okay? We uh, we play with a lot of stuff in order to test and measure it for the strategic bookkeeper tribe, for those of you coming through the program, okay? Um, but yeah, most of the things we do are on autopilot, but they are still set up and working, yeah, our social media has a certain amount of time and money invested in it. We don't spend any money on social media advertising. However, I do have team that take care of the social media posts and the posting, right? And time is always a factor. So that's just to put into perspective, talking to that prospective client yesterday. And when we were chatting, I did raise capacity, yeah, and I told him that right now we're on wait list. This client's needs, he, he needs a fair bit, like it's probably a half day client a week. And so, you know, a lot of the clients we bring on, we can smash through their work in an hour a week, yeah? So someone who needs four or five hours can be the equivalent of four or five smaller clients, okay? So I have to consider that and in terms of our capacity and the way I run my practice, I I want to be small but mighty, yeah? I want to do the least amount, the biggest impact on my clients and also on myself because I've worked damn hard for it, right? So here's what I don't want to see in your practice. I don't want to see the seesaw effect of like where the seesaw goes one way and it's like, okay, I'm doing the work and then suddenly the work dries up or you realize, oh my goodness, a couple of clients have off-boarded from natural attrition and then the seesaw swings the other way and it's like, hustle, 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 I need to try and win some work. And there are so many things wrong with that, the way that that works. And one of them is simply when you're hustling, you're not being strategic, you're working harder, you probably will be feeling a little bit more desperate, the wrong word, but not as choosy, yeah? So we want the seesaw even at all times, where at one side of the seesaw we're doing the work, yeah, and at the other side of the seesaw, we've got our marketing layering in place and all the pieces of the puzzle in place so that a pipeline, invisible pipeline, is being filled up slowly over time. And with this prospective client, he absolutely found, he said, I found you on Google. Yeah, so that is one of the results of of marketing layering and pipeline. We do no paid advertising to be clear. But at the time of recording this podcast, I have been experimenting with more search engine optimization so that I can uh, learn more and bring what I learn 
and bring the resources to the tribe as they come through the program. Okay, so a bit of perspective there. Really important. I hope that was helpful. So now I was speaking to that prospective client yesterday and we, so I was doing a needs analysis because I'm still happy to do the needs analysis and very early on in the needs analysis and even from our first quick few minute chat the other day where we set up a time to do the needs analysis, I was able to assess with this client that he was prepared to wait. He's got a bookkeeping solution right now. He is fine to wait a month or two months, even three months what's important is the right solution, okay? So we started the needs analysis. He's using another bookkeeping practice. um, And as I always do, I just kind of said, okay, I know a few things because we spoke the other day. Right now, I just want you to brain dump anything else that you want to tell me about you and about your business. And you would be surprised when you ask that question because if you listen to that, I didn't start with, for example, are you behind on the books? Do you have payroll? I asked him to tell me what was important to him, yeah? So those kind of open questions are great. And he told me all the beautiful, what I call ethereal stuff, all the stuff that doesn't directly relate to the bookkeeping, but guess what? It relates to the why, yeah? His why. What is the bookkeeping there to achieve for him and what kind of solution is he looking for? So definitely wanted to let you know that. And I don't find the needs analysis linear. Like it's not like I have a set of questions and we go question by question. It's more creative than that. So I start with those open questions, right? And then once we've got through a bit of that, I start thinking of questions and I ask questions and then I go back to more of the formal bookkeeper kind of questions and I check them off. And a lot of them get answered anyway in our nice free-flowing conversation. So at some point in the needs analysis, I said, okay, can I please ask you with your current bookkeeping solution, and we are familiar with that practice because we do get um, clients come through from there from time to time. I said, what exactly are you not happy with? Yeah. And in a nutshell, in my own words, what he told me, he said that the bookkeeper was likely quite skilled. However, and he'd had a few bookkeepers from this practice, one of them didn't like the fact that he likes to psychometrically test the bookkeeper because the bookkeeper's now on their team, right? And actually, we psychometric test across all of our team and then we get together and we have really a lot of fun with who we are. So psychometric testing is amazing and everybody should be doing their wealth dynamics psychometric test at least, if not their disk analysis and the starter maintainer finisher, the last one I developed in-house. So one bookkeeper he had from this agency didn't like that and so she didn't want to work with them, which I find really strange. And then the second uh, bookkeeper, not sure what happened there, but then the third bookkeeper they had, and I see no problem with staff turnover. However, what I'm hearing here is there has been a lack of consistency and professionalism and also we're going to go to the four types of staff members. So the bookkeeper here has now makes a lot of excuses for breaking her promises. Uh, She complains a lot about how hard she's working, which I often find 
when we're complaining about working hard, we're not leveraging tech and automation and streamlining the way that we should be. She ends up with kind of personal commitments that get in the way of work and she talks about that a lot. So she's a mum with kids, which this client is massive on supporting parents with flexible work environments and I'm a mum with a special needs child, right? So I get it. However, this comes back to professionalism. So there wasn't a big issue with her work, although she had made mistakes, but that is normal. We're human. When he told me what the problems were, what I heard was there is a lack of professionalism and I could talk about that till the cows come home, right? Lack of professionalism. There were promises broken. Yeah. So those two things. And this bookkeeper sounded to me like a yo-yo or possibly a time waster. Yeah. So I'm going to go into those now. So as a bookkeeper in practice, when you are recruiting team, any team, admin, uh, someone to help you with some graphics, uh, a bookkeeper, anyone, there are four types that you'll encounter. That is the superstar, the workhorse, the yo-yo, and the time waster. And I can tell you right now, in terms of zero tolerance management, you want to hire slowly and fire fast, my friends. Zero tolerance management. Have I always had a zero tolerance management in my practice? Hell no. I had to learn the hard way. Yeah, I had to learn from losing money to profit bleeding and being stressed and having to tame that people-pleasing manager and actually learn what managing is compared to leadership and that while leadership is, in my opinion, for me, I, I love leadership. It's fun. It's a bit more creative. Management is a linear process. It is um, plan, organize, staff, direct and control. There is no room for movement. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't walk in with your values and your ethics and you're absolutely a nice person, but management is linear. And when you wear the manager hat, you're not wearing the friend hat. You can interchange them. Absolutely. Right. However, being a manager, oh my goodness, it's key. This is all in my book. Please read the systems and team chapter of my book. Okay. So the four types of staff members, this is revolutionary. Okay. And it will absolutely, if you can lean into this, hire slow, fire fast and be zero tolerant, this will revolutionize your practice. Okay. And I'm going to be there to help you in the program. When you come to these bridges, you are going to say, Jeannie, help. I don't know what to do. Or you're going to say to other members on my team that are brilliant with this, help. I don't know what to do. And we're going to help you. All right. So superstar workhorse, yo-yo time waster. So a superstar, usually if you're a bookkeeper in practice and you are managing to successfully run your practice, and to those bookkeepers out there who have contacted me and said, I've read your book twice, <laughs> I've listened to the audiobook, I've listened to every podcast, I'm coming to every training or I'm listening to every training. Hello, superstar. <laughs> so a superstar absolutely does the time and tasks. So they do what they said they do in the time frame they said they do it. That is promises kept. They are highly professional. Yeah, um, but they are critical thinking self-starters that can pretty much be left alone to do the job alone and they can also give themselves uh, that pat on the back, the support that uh, that we need to give them as well. But pretty much these are people that 
could run your business for you, okay? Like my right hand, Joe. <laughs> um, then you have your workhorses, and workhorses are a little bit like superstars. They are great with time and task, so they are going to keep their promises, do what they said in the time frame they said they'd do it, which is rule number one for building a highly profitable practice for thriving and delighting your clients, okay, and living your dream on your terms. So the workhorses are going to do those things. Where they differ from the superstar is that they need to be given the job to do and the instruction and then they will work so hard to do it and do it well and keep promises, yeah. They might not be as much of a, of a critical thinking self-starter but they are still really valuable on the team because they're a great workhorse that gets the job done yeah their performance is consistent yeah they're reliable so you know they're just going to turn up get the job done every now and then you might be a bit frustrated because if you're a superstar then in terms of a workhorse sometimes you might think really you had to ask me that question <laughs> but ultimately even in terms of asking your questions they're not going to interrupt you. Yeah, they're going to be consistent. Interruptions are going to be in accordance with the systems and processes you've got, which we have a lot of that in the program because, oh my goodness, when you get comms right and you reduce interruptions and all of that is streamlined, your profitability will soar. And so that's kind of a workhorse, right? So that's superstar workhorse. So a yo-yo's performance is up and down. Yeah, so one minute they it feels like they're a superstar or a workhorse and the next minute, you know, they're inconsistent. They missed a deadline. Yeah, they didn't do a task. Higher, slow, fire fast. A yo-yo will tear your house down, will burn your house down, as will a time waster. So here's what's interesting about a time waster. They're not just wasting your time and your client's time. They're wasting their own time. So based on uh, what that prospective client said to me, that bookkeeper sounded mainly like a time waster, okay? Wasting her own time, wasting the client's time, uh, and holy moly, what he told me, he didn't even complain that much about it. He said, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, and she's great in some ways. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you are paying good money for this service, yeah? Uh, I don't think it is too much to ask that we are professional, that we keep our promises, yeah? Those two things alone, yeah? So I'm the mum of a special needs child if, and he doesn't, he can't even go to school at the moment. He's 13 years old, yeah? And he is at home, yeah? If I can turn off and be professional, we all can, okay? But if you're a yo-yo or a uh, time waster, if you if you recruit team like that, there is no fixing it. You need to hire slow and fire fast, okay? So now I would like to wrap this podcast up with kind of action steps and a little bit of information around that. So first of all, if you are coming into the program, look, we absolutely help you with how to recruit winning teams. And a part of that is psychometric testing. And then once you do, we're there to support you with what's going on, okay? One of the actions is that there is no place in any business in your bookkeeping practice for the people 
pleasing manager or the people pleasing monster and I work with my clients around this and they love it and we all talk about it yeah a nice person is a nice person yeah and if you're a nice person just like me I am totally prone to the people pleasing monster but because I know it yeah and I've talked about the three A's to change before so there's uh, awareness right so because I'm aware that I'm kind of a bit of a big softie and a marshmallow, <laughs> then I can accept that I'm going to be prone to the people-pleasing monster or the people-pleasing management style and then I can take action, yeah? And the action that I take is to really be aware and accept the what a manager truly looks like, yeah? Plan, organise, staff, direct and control. Um, I don't need to manage primarily I sit in the leadership role so then I get people around me to support me in the mainly the day-to-day -day manager roles but when I need to put my manager hat on and this is one of the actions that I find really helpful I always and I literally gesture if you can imagine me right now taking an invisible hat off yeah and putting an invisible hat on. For me, it's like a baseball hat, right? So I will gesture, I'm going to take my friend hat off right now because I'm absolutely mates with everyone I work with. That's very Aussie, isn't it? So I am friends with everyone on my team. I love them. We throw the love word around here all the time. But I will take my friend hat off and I will take even my leader hat off. I will put my manager hat on. And for the minute or two or ten that I need to wear the manager hat, I will wear it 100%. I will wear it well, yeah? And I will know that my values come with that hat. So one of my values is fairness. So my top values is courage, honesty, authenticity, kindness. So when I put my manager hat on, all of those are intact, yeah? And fairness is so strong. My little boy is like, oh, the fairness police. <laughs> And the apple never falls far from the tree, right? So in terms of action, I really do encourage that hat wearing, you know, so that you can help yourself shift gears and you actually literally can say it to a team member. So right now I'm going to take my friend hat off and I'm going to put my manager hat on. If you ever get told by a yo-yo or a time waster you're micromanaging them, no, you're not micromanaging them, you're managing them. Yeah, you're not standing over them. You have to manage in your business. Yeah, you have to wear the manager hat. Yeah, in order to build a thriving practice. And if you don't build a thriving practice, your staff won't have a job anyway. Okay, so do not apologize to your team for wearing the manager hat and wearing it well. Unfortunately, you don't make friends with the manager hat on. <laughs> but the good news is that you can take the manager hat off, put your friend hat on, yeah? And I've been doing this in some capacity all my life, okay? So if I can do it, you can do it. So in terms of action, that's a little action. But also know that if you're coming through the program, we're going to be giving you tons of great stuff to recruit and manage winning teams, but also one of the big parts of the value that I love, love, love about the program that's kind of invisible is that we are going to cross the bridges with you as you come to them. We're going to give you the support that you need when you need it with that mentoring and that coaching, yeah, and that high-end confidant that you 
need. So I think that's a wrap on this podcast. Really love it. If you found it valuable, drop something in the private Facebook group. Yeah, that would be amazing. And don't forget that if there is anything that you want help with, if you would care to share with an open heart and an open mind via Facebook, if you don't want to do that via email, then I can jump in and create podcast and video content for you as well. Have a prosperous day and a prosperous week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question you'd like answered on my podcast, please email me, hello at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. Did you know we have a private Facebook group called The Strategic Bookkeeper's Way? There you'll find bookkeepers just like you on the same journey where you can ask questions and get support. You can find more resources and how to work with me at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. All the links are in the show notes. Have a prosperous week and I'll see you in the next episode. 